Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nebcast. And this week we have something extra special. Finally, it's happened. The three of us have finally gotten together. Yeah! To my right <laughs> is Adam Smith. And to his right is Ryan Frost. And I'm drinking Gatorade G2. That's what this bedcast is brought to you by. And I'm drinking Bohemia, a Spanish beer that nobody's ever heard of but me. Delish. Yeah. Mm-mm. I got nothing to plug. No one contacted me. You have me. Dasani water. Oh, yeah. Dasani water. Uh, Made enhanced. By <laughs> <laughs> a product. Enhanced with minerals for a pure, fresh taste. Yeah. Bullshit! <laughs> you can't see it, but my tooth just gleamed. Uh, <laughs> Dude, so. you sold me on that, Dasani. <laughs> you you, you want to get your own, don't you? I do. I as, soon as, Gatorade. as soon as I'm fun, deli- done with this delicious G2 by Gatorade, you know what's great about it is it's half the calories, but mm. it offers all the same electrolytes that you'd find in normal Gatorade. It's so good. Makes me want to drink some right now. But I'm drinking my Bohemia from Mexico. Yay! It's delicious. Arriba! It has- Arriba! It has a Mayan soldier on it, too. Does it really? Yeah, it's amazing. See? Look, he's right there. Oh, he is. He's really proud. He's, he's, a, pr- he's proud to be on beer. He is a proud race because this is a proud beer. <laughs> you gotta be careful, though, with water you get from Mexico. Ah, this isn't water, my friend. This is beer. But they made it with water. Hecho in Mexico, way. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> Dude, we better get be setting some, like, royalty checks for this stuff. Yeah. Oh, shit. Not, not the commercials for Nebcast. Hey, how's your Dasani water? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't had a sip in, like, two seconds. Hang on. It's like crack. Describe it. Oh, my God. It's refreshing. <laughs> I feel so hydrated. <laughs> I gotta have another sip. Hang on. Oh, you're making me thirsty just drinking Oh, that. my God. It's so pure. <laughs> Has all those minerals and shit. I know, in there. the purest minerals and a product of the Coca Cola company. Yay, Coca Cola. Holy shit, it's non carbonated. That's awesome. Oh. It's got a crisp, fresh taste, <laughs> and it's filtered through a state of the art purification system and enhanced with minerals for a pure, clean test that can't be beat. I.e., oh, a God. tube through the Coca Cola <laughs> yeah. factory. A tube from the Dasani River. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to. Uh, Go to www.makeyourmouthwater.com. Oh, that's a That must be a picture of me. (laughs) (laughs) Sup, crackers? Yeah. And I'm all, like, awesome on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There's a picture of you, thumbs up, and there's a little quote that says, Awesome Dairy. Totally. (laughs) Dasani is Awesome Dairy. (laughs) Marketing campaign. We're doing it. We should pitch it. Should be our next commercial. That should Should be. be. Oh, man. Oh All right. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Enough of the commercials. Yeah, on to the hosting duties. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're finally all three of us here. Um, three Musketeers. I'm Kiefer Sutherland. Aw, dude. I'm... Who else is cool in that? I haven't seen Charlie Sheen. And what's that guy's name? Porthos is... What's that guy who plays it's, Porthos? Uh, it's uh, Porthos, Aramos, and... No, the guy who plays Porthos. I can't think of his mm-hmm. name right now. I actually like that guy. He's actually... No, it's... Uh, he was gay with... with he's uh, in uh, that he's in Three that... to Tango movie with Matthew yeah, Perry. With Matthew what the hell's his name? Chris O'Donnell? No. no Oliver... Oh, Oliver Platt? Platt? There we Oliver go. Yeah, Platt. there we go. He's sporting the stash. Okay, I guess I'm Oliver Platt. Fuck. <laughs> it's all right. I'm the fat one. Uh, 
was in the movie. A, I'm gonna make a joke, but uh, I think I made enough fat jokes at Ryan's expense on these podcasts. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I was listening to him. I get grilled for being fat. That really, really hurts my feelings all the time. You know, oh, it's baby, I love you. Thank laced you. with love, right? I know, but I cry myself to sleep whilst eating an eclair. <laughs> So all the chocolates around your mouth right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's no, like, <laughs> oh, I'm so good. <laughs> it blocks the sadness and my arteries. Food's not love, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, why are we here tonight? <laughs> Doing a podcast. Um, God, I really shouldn't be the host anymore. Like, someone really should take my place, I think. Like who? Either one of you. Aren't I'm... you the director of the bunch? But I, I direct video. I don't direct humanity. All right, give me directing your Directing is directing, Brad. Give me your notes, Brad. I'll take over host. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not those notes. I don't have any. I, ha- I have some notes. Hi, but... welcome to Ryan's Radio Hour. Uh, you're going to be listening to my soothing voice as you wistfully go to sleep. Um... <laughs> this is a very uh, late night edition of the Nebcast. <laughs> it's 12.30 a.m. in the morning, and... Uh, We'll be playing some light tunes like Chicago and. Uh... I can't even take this seriously. <laughs> I just want to punch those guys in the face every time I listen to the radio. I'm like, mm, yeah, that's a good radio program. Chicago. Don't or play the that DJs? shit in the morning because I want to pass out while I'm driving. Yeah, this feels good, right? What's now. the name of that Man. one um, late night DJ where she's uh, always saying, "Talk to me about your love life," and then the people call in and they're like, "Ah." Oh. Yeah, I really love this girl, and this is what the song means to me. We've been together for eight years, and we met on top of a mountain. Yeah. Overlooking the the Swiss Alps, and we rode down on skis together while Hans (laughs) brewed us. What's a Han? No, Hans. No, from the Swiss Alps. The Swiss Alps, I don't know. Uh, I was oh, Hans. It. It's all you. good. Thank you. Hans and Franz were brewing us hot cocoa while we touched each other's bottoms. Thank you, Adam. Brad, if I've explained all my jokes to you, this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> I it, win. It has to be an hour or so. It needs to be long. So draw out That's what everything. she said. Hey! <laughs> gotta, that's, that's what she said, joking. <laughs> Got to make sure I put that out while I drink some more of my G2 from Gatorade. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking Bohemia. <sighs> and my Dasani is surely refreshing. Okay, so why are we here again, Brad? I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I totally just spit all over myself with <laughs> beer from Bohemia with a Mayan soldier on it. Uh, yeah, just to, we promised we would have a three-way Menage a Trois cast, <laughs> cast from the very first episode. I'm on took, bottom. <laughs> it's Fuck! Taking, it's taken us this long to do it, and uh, I just, yeah, I thought... The three of us together would be funny, and apparently it is. Cause, to us, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing, but you know what? Yeah. Good question. Do, do we have any viewer or listeners yet? Because I have got the one mail from Cliff, and that's about it. <laughs> I know. Do you say? If you put up the uh, third one yet? Uh, the one, the one the where pizza, uh, place? pizza place or Two Fist and Mario's, which has great pizza, by the way. <laughs> uh, Market Street, uh, downtown Denver. Um, yeah, I put that up. Yeah. Yeah, I have to listen to How it. You're up now. Four. Four. The first episode is me and Ryan. Second episode is me, Ryan, and Laura. Third episode is the three of us again, but at the pizza parlor, which I don't know if we'll do on location cast again because unless so we can noisy. control the back. Yeah, it has to be quieter. They were making pizza and Adult Swim was on. So and these drunk to, guys in there were yeah. having like a macho. I'm trying to imitate off. Philip Seymour Hoffman and do a monologue, <laughs> and those jackasses 
And you know what? He gave a great rating. I was going to hand you an Academy Award. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Appreciate that. Because I felt like I just totally tanked it. Like, no. people were just ready to leave. So if I gave you an Academy Award, who would you thank? Who would I thank? I would thank... God. I wouldn't accept it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if it's from you, I would. But okay, if it was thank you. from the Academy, I don't think I would... Uh, be enthusiastic and i say that now i actually i take that back because if i'm ever in the running for a real nomination say. i don't want them to dig up this podcast <laughs> <laughs> like we can't wait to give brad this nomination for best director what the fuck is this podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> the guy who directed flower hates the academy let's <laughs> not vote for him uh and then the fourth episode is me and adam our show and uh when we recorded that we didn't have the same equipment we're, we're working with now and um I was just curious because I not I totally blasted you too, and Cliff's girl uh, fiance loves you too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get an email about that, so oh. either he didn't listen to it or, or he's she's too pissed. pissed. He's yeah. too pissed off and he can't do anything about it. Or he doesn't care. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. 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 What are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, Cliff did leave a note on our Nebulous Visions MySpace page that says, "I love Nebcast." Oh, yeah. sweet. So. Yeah, my girlfriend listens to it. She downloads it all the time. She says we're really funny. On the way up, uh, you're telling me we're in Boulder again, by the way. Um, you told me her friends were, uh, your friend, her friend had criticisms of the show. He did. He says we're too scatterbrainy. We don't have focus. We're not structured. So squirrels are really cool animals. I don't know. They are. You know, do they eat acorns or chestnuts? I've never figured that out. Acorns, I believe. Awesome. But that's just a myth, I think. I think so too. (laughs) Speaking of nuts, I hear Adam's really soft. (laughs) (laughs) These nuts! Uh, <laughs> Too scatterbrained. It's more fun if it's scatterbrained. Yeah, you know, I, 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 he doesn't really know that about us yet. But we are. We, I don't think we could ever have a hour long discussion about one thing. Yeah. Because we're so awesome, dairy that uh, <laughs> dramatic pause. What the fuck that, that? <laughs> we'll go all over the place. Oh, you, you he know doesn't my know new, about awesome dairy. You don't know yeah, about no, awesome dairy. I don't know about awesome dairy. He hasn't heard any of the episodes. So. Oh, dude. Uh, so I've been saying legendary a lot. And I've been watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother, you know, with NPH. And uh, Ryan, for those of uh, who are listening or not familiar with NPH, could you? Uh, that's Neil Patrick Harris. There you go. Um, of Doogie Howser fame, now of Barney fame, or playing himself in uh, the Harold and Kumar movies. To I still think he should be nominated for an Academy Award. I really do. Because um, when he threatens to cut that bitch when he's oh. <laughs> Or in the second one, where he's, like, uh, going through the line, and he's talking about all the hookers. Oh, funny. Anyways, Awesome Dairy is a combination of legendary and awesome, the two greatest okay. words in the English thing. Because I always say awesome. So I'm like, Awesome Dairy. And, yeah. And that's the origin of Awesome Dairy. I always thought the word great was really great. <clears throat> great is a great word. I like rad and awesome. Rad's a good word. You know, I was talking uh, to Laura, and I said we really should bring Rad back. I always say Rad, and everyone's and like, radical. Rad? I've been hearing it a lot more in, in public. It's like, I think it's me. making its own comeback. Yeah, it's probably because of me. Yeah, I say that shit all the time. You have to. If you want your words to catch on, like Awesome Dairy, you have to say them all the time. Just like I work out. I swear to God, that one, when I in high school, like my freshman year in high school, I started saying, like, oh, dude, like... Oh, yeah, I work out. I just could say that all the time randomly to, like, whatever the fuck it was. Like, mm-hmm. Adam, that was so cool. Yeah, I work out. You know, like, <laughs> anytime. And I saw it on a fucking TV show. Some asshole stole my phrase. Really? That you, was my catchphrase. You know what else you started that I've heard people say before? I'll, I'll, we'll act it out. Hey, Adam, what's up? Nothing. What you been up to? Nothing. No, I, don't know, say, I, don't, just, I don't know what you, when you're talking about. Working out playing Nintendo. Oh, working out playing Nintendo. Playing Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, what's going on? I've heard the no. play Nintendo part from people. I have heard that as well. Yeah. That's very frustrating. People steal my fucking phrases. We're trendsetters. That's all right. Absolutely. We're, we're like geniuses in our own time. We won't be appreciated until we're dead. Like well, it's just go. like the oneup.com. That was fucking genius. Oh, yeah. And then that got taken. Yeah. That was our idea, man. That was like fucking way long before them, too. We should have just bought that shit. I'll, I'll explain uh, to you at home. In 2003, when we were kind of... we. Were, Three Even of us worked at that. a. But like right? before that, we were thinking of that kind of stuff. The three of us. Yeah. Well, we the three of us worked at a video game store. I think it was Game Crazy at the time or GameStop that we thought GameStop of. GameStop was 2001. 2000 to 2002. Yeah. So because we game, got hired right out of high school. Crazy. Yeah. Because yeah, I have crazy. it in that blue book. It's it's Game Crazy. So we were heavily into the industry. Well, not close, but yeah. As salespeople, uh, we were heavily into the gaming community. And we wanted to do our own kind of review site, so we decided we wanted to make one called OneUp.com. And as we were designing it, or I was designing it, and we were uh, all contributing ideas to it, um, we go to register the name, and it's already been bought up and built by another bunch of kids who want to make the same kind of site. But ours is cooler because we had, uh, you know, the OneUp mushroom, and uh, theirs was just a typical like. Uh, I think Ziff Davis Media. Like, it was just an offshoot of all the other existing... It's a big website now, though. Yeah, it's big. It's owned by uh, IGN, does it now? Yeah, and when it started out, you had to, like, in order to even look at anything, you had to have membership or something. Right. So, then we changed the idea to Tanuki.com. But we never did anything with it, because we're lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But it was cool. I I animated the uh, Tanuki Mario running across the logo. That was really cool. With the sound. It was cool. Yeah, but we grew out of it. I wouldn't say grew out of it, but yeah. just kind of moved on to different things. Yeah. Because we have so many ideas, we can't even contain them on one website. That's true. It actually is kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I could have just a website to one thing, it'd be so ridiculously hard for me. I always wanted to do a Rod Stewart fan website. If you can't tell, people listening at home, I'm decked out in Rod Stewart tonight. I know, you got the human tour shirt and the... 2006 tour hat. 2005, it says on five. Oh. <laughs> 2005. Sorry, I didn't mean to correct you on a podcast. No, it's okay. No, it's a six. Is it... No, it's five. Oh, wow. I don't need glasses. I do. I should be wearing them. <laughs> I even know what it said on my own hat. Is that pathetic, or...? <laughs> no, not really. You have, like, every single hat, so yeah, I, I guess that's true. That... I know, you probably have something from each year. Of, I do. Of the... Calendar. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Each Neither. year of the calendar? <laughs> Wait. I was about to say what? Gregorian calendar, but isn't it like Julian calendar? So I was like, I don't want to sound like an idiot. So you just decided any to more than I already did. ramble on <laughs> incoherently. <laughs> Loud noises. <laughs> I love lamp. Are you just saying you love lamp? Did you see the lamp? I love lamp. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Why are we here? Why yeah. are we here? <laughs> Yeah, How I'm, long I'm, have we gone on for I'm trying now? not to do planned things because <laughs> the shows that we've done, things where I have a set list of like, oh, let's talk about this next, it just sounds so forced and fake that I'm, tr- I'm trying to do a free form right now. And the only thing I think of is, Adam, you just got back from Cozumel. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about your sweet trip? Oh, can right. I? <laughs> it was a cruise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a cruise. Tell us a about fat it. fat motherfucking dumb shit, redneck asshole, <laughs> racist bitches. Holy shit. I've never met so many fucking dumb crackers in my life. <laughs> Even my stepdad, 
who never makes fun of anybody, like fucking the nicest man ever, was making fun of those fucking crackers. Like, they were like, oh yeah. So we're, we got to ride like. And by crackers, he means white people. I do. <laughs> I don't mean the N word crackers, because that doesn't exist. That's just some sort of hybrid shit that I don't know what's going on. Dude, okay, so we got to write a Segway. My mom and dad decided they wanted to write, take a Segway tour. And this guy's like, gets on. He, we, we all train on this, like, one, you train on this, like, one little tiny, thin, tired Segway. But then he, you get to pick your own Segway when you're going out and riding around on the Segway, right? The, the one he picks has these fucking humongous, like, monster truck tires in comparison to the rest of the Segways. And his wife looks over and is like, hey! What's the difference between that one and mine? And she has the, like, thin-wheeled one. He's like, bump it? <laughs> That's it! That's fucking it! And you know what's worse? Is this motherfucker at the beginning of the cruise. I wasn't even on the boat yet. We're checking in to get our passports checked and all that kind of stuff. And there's, like, a VIP line, and then there's, like, a regular line for all the people that didn't pay to be in the VIP line. The people in the VIP line were, like, 60% black and all the people in the other line were like pretty much white and he leans over to his fucking racist bitch ass friend and is like that must be the Obama line and I was like what the fuck this is how I'm gonna start my cruise oh my god dude it was ridiculous wow but Cosimo was great it was beautiful <laughs> is it? yeah the water's so clear like a hundred foot like visual radius or visual I don't how do you say that? I don't the water's like, you can see for like 100 feet. I don't actually know how to say that. Cause I, don't I think you said it right. Sight distance? <laughs> sure. I don't know. You can see for like 100 feet or 110 feet or something like that. And it was gorgeous. I went like snorkeling and you could see tons of fish and stuff. It was cool. Progresso and Medida fucking can suck my balls. That place sucks. <laughs> Holy shit. That's like the shithole of Mexico right there. It's on the Yucatan Peninsula, but it's like, it hasn't been built up by the cruise lines. So there's like, you like go and you just see poor people and it, it's terrible i feel so bad and they try and sell you shit that's like cool a statue made out of clay <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a rock thank you i don't want to buy that for you know five bucks i'm sorry it looks like a rock <laughs> like i offended some guy he made this hat out of straw he's like that's gonna be 3500 pesos way and i was like Dude, that's like $350. I was like, uh, for a straw hat? $350 for a straw hat? He's like, it was made by Mayans! And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I, it's a straw hat. <laughs> like, that's probably worth like 10 bucks. I got, I got $10 for you. Like, got in my face, pushed me, pushed me out of the place. Like, literally, like with his hands and shit. Oh, dude, no way. And if you were smoking and you had a straw hat and it caught on fire, you just wasted $350. Oh, dude, $350 for a straw hat? Damn. I don't care who made that shit. Gandhi could have made that and I would still wouldn't have bought it. $350? What's that money going to? Hunger. Ah, eh, fuck that shit. It's a straw hat. Eat the straw hat. <laughs> Cook it up. Eat it. If it's good enough for a horse, it has to be good for poor Mexicans. That's terrible. <laughs> There's some really fucking poor people over there. Too. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. My stepdad's Mexican, so I'm allowed to make fun of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Cozumel, dude. Oh, that place is... That's gorgeous, man. The water is beautiful. But you can't go in the water without a permit. Otherwise, you get arrested. Really? Yeah, dude. Where do you get a permit? 
you have to buy it from like the place that you're going scuba diving or wherever you're going. They sell the permits for like five bucks. Yeah, yeah some kid jumped off the pier into the water. He got arrested. Hauled off. And hauled prison? off. Yeah, a thousand dollars. Bail. His friends paid the cops to not take him to put him in jail. No, they bribed the cop. Yeah. Wow. Which you can do in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, Mexico is like the cops get paid dick, dude. They don't make any money. Yeah. So bribes are how they make their money. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. So, what what was the permit? Was it like attached to your wrist or something? How they know you didn't have it? No, you actually like when you're out with one of the guys, they like show they put a sign up. There's like some little sign thing, and like then you're out like in the water wherever you're at, or if you're on the boat, they flip the sign. There's like a sign on the boat, like a color symbol. Mm-hmm. And that means you have the permit. It's like red light, green light kind of shit, but different colors. I don't really know specifically. My color was blue. <laughs> like we had a blue thing next to all where all of us were like snorkeling there's like this big guy this big huge guy holding a blue sign like and showing it to the street like so you basically have like a escort like a sign yeah your own personal sign (laughs) guy following you around (laughs) he's a big motherfucker too colores necesito colores si necesito alright necesitas necesitas the you I don't remember anymore tense Sorry. Anyway, nerding out. Uh, <laughs> ah, Spanish. Uh, yeah. What are we here for again? Let's let's get that out of the way. <laughs> Just to do another cast. Uh, I don't really have to like to rap, dude. To rap. Actually, uh, I didn't tell you guys. E Kanji is actually gonna put together the full CD. Finally. Yeah, I know. But uh, we have 17 songs, and the artwork's being done by Cipher 13. They're a Boulder like design company. Yeah, that's they're putting they're doing the labels and everything for us. And when can we expect that album to drop, yo? <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> uh, actually, in August. Right. Uh, yeah. Hi. Um, I've never heard of the band Ikanji. What What's Ikanji, Adam? <laughs> it's a Japanese rap group, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> what it's... kind of music do you like? What kind of songs do you sing? Hip hop, rap, basically. But it's not really even hip hop. It's like a combination. Is it of hardcore of tunes, yo? Just stop that. <laughs> Yo, this guy don't even know what we're talking about. We're crazy whacking out on Ikanji. Who the fuck are these guys? Peace. Peace. Could I be more white? Uh, How yeah. many people are involved with Ikanji, Adam? I don't even know. There's seriously, like, every song is, like, different people. So, but, yeah, right now it's, like, basically four basic, four to five basic members. And then, like, just random guests all over the place. But 17 songs, and then we're probably going to cut it down to 12 to 15, I think, this is a guess. Some of the ones are kind of like controversial, like the Final Fantasy one. Mm. I don't know if you heard it. On If you go to MySpace slash Ikanji, you can like listen to all the songs. But, <clears throat> yeah. The, you can also go to www.nebulousvisions.com and watch the music videos of two of their songs. Yeah. So, but yeah, they're... Yeah, it's... I don't know, we'll see. The, it, Robert's getting really serious about it, so... Did you and say what day is it again? What day? Did you say what day August. it's dropping? Uh, no, or I don't, August? we don't know, but August is the goal. I assume August or, you know, I don't know, around that time. Sweet. But yeah, so I'm going to go meet with him on Cypher 13 and to get some of the artwork done. Did you ask him about doing a theme song for the Nebcast? <laughs> I did not. I forgot. Sorry. Okay. I'm sure he'd do it. He'll, he'll just be like, yeah, you'll have it in like six months <laughs> two years <laughs> two years dude it, I, that music video did not take two years a year I'll say a year and pain yes my sanity it was worth it though. I was almost committed it was so beautiful yeah so and from that I'm doing a 
another music video, uh, concert video, and a music video with uh, Ben. Filthy T. Filthy T, his band Filthy T. Uh, met with them, and uh, they got some elaborate ideas, but they have the cash to back it up, so. Yeah, I think they're getting signed. Whereas so. we did free stuff, <laughs> free kanji, so. Yeah, but he gets signed and he pulls us. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's like, all about networking. It's all about networking and that. You gotta especially be willing to. Especially in music. Yeah. And Ben and Robert are really tight, so. Yeah. You know, and if we just work hard, we'll be tight in there. It just takes that one thing, you know. So, and now now we know Elliot, too. And Elliot's going to want to do the, the other video that Robert wants to do, the... Uh, the anime video, I can't think of what the name of the TV show is right now. Not Robotech. I told you I told you about it, but I forgot what it's what the specific Yeah, I forgot about it too. Yeah. Uh, there's one with the, the Voltron. Voltron? Yeah. Oh. The the one that I had was the, the box in the center of the t shirt. Yeah, walking the around. green screen shirt. I still want to do that one, but Yeah. Yeah. That'd be another torturous thing. Special effects intensive. Ryan, you're awfully quiet. How was your trip to France? <laughs> Bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, lots of history. Um, the French people are assholes. What? It's, it's really weird. If, if you engage them in a conversation, they're really nice. Um, if I spoke French or if I spoke English to them, they're really nice. But if you're just walking down the street, they would push you over into oncoming traffic if they had the opportunity. And it wasn't just because I was American. It was to everybody. They just kind of like that, though. Yeah, they know. They really are. the same way. Like, they're, like, just kind of, like, want to want you to move out of... They're, like... I describe them as straight line people. Yeah. Because they walk in straight lines and just fucking... They don't, don't care. Give a shit. Brandon got bowled over by this, like, 70-year-old woman when we were on the subway. Like, <laughs> hey, when you go on walkways, you know, you stand to the right, you walk to the right. left. Um, Brandon was on the left side, and this old lady was coming, and she seriously just pushed him over. Like, she didn't stop or anything. She just... Knocked his ass over. It was the funniest thing I've maybe ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it, it, the whole town, the city smelled like um, they took a big dump right Where'd you in go? it. Paris. Oh, you went to Paris? Yeah. Which part of Paris were you talking about that smelled? The uh, only place that I all of them. <laughs> the only place that really smelled for me was Champs-Élysées. Like the Champs-Élysées yeah, was like so bad. Like everybody's always there and it smells like shit all when the time. When I went to Notre Dame. Oh, uh, Notre Dame's on the island? Uh, no. I guess, I guess. It's, uh, it's next to the river. The middle of the Seine, like yeah. kind of. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to walk up a lot of stairs to get to the top of the tower. And about halfway up, I'm like, it smells like fucking piss in here. Like, like literally piss. And I keep on walking. I go up, I don't know, like 20 more stairs. And seriously, in an alcove, someone took a fucking piss halfway up. <laughs> Notre Dame. The dude. tower of Notre Dame. That's amazing. Did you and get to ring the bell? No, but uh, there is funny pictures of me being Quasimodo <laughs> that I will eventually put up. Because <laughs> they don't let you ring the bell, because when I got to the bell tower, uh, there was three Frenchies just sitting there, like, looking at you to make sure you didn't do anything. <laughs> three of them? Like, yeah. that one guy watches the other guy to make sure he's watching you not ring the bell? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, one of the things that always killed me is when I went to the Louvre, uh, you go in to see the Mona Lisa... The Mona Lisa is like a normal size painting, and it, it's, it's kind of small. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to see. You know, the Mona Lisa. It's the most famous painting in the world, but there's a painting right behind it that is. I'm not even joking. Seventy feet tall and a hundred feet wide. The painting. Uh, no, it's. Uh, it's like an IMAX screen. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I forget who it is, but it's. It's from that middle uh, century time. It's the a, Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance painting. 
I think that's more impressive than the Mona Lisa. I mean, this thing is I was actually huge. really not impressed by the Mona Lisa. I was like 13 when I saw it, and I was no, like, it's, that's it? <laughs> like, yeah, no, really? it's, like I said, you know, everyone's sitting there taking, there's hundreds of people in this room taking pictures of the Mona Lisa, and a far more impressive painting was right behind it. Yeah, that's, I felt that way too. Yeah. I, I definitely felt, that, I, didn't, I didn't think they probably switched the exhibits. When I was there, there was the Mona Lisa, and there's a huge Monet exhibit. All over the... Yeah, the, the Monet's moved to the... Uh, Laundry? Uh, no, the... Uh, D'Orsay. Oh, D'Orsay? Oh, okay. They moved it there. Uh, he had two oh, exhibits when it? I was there. there was yeah, it was in the Louvre. There was a Laundry and Louvre. So, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Mona Lisa's gay. Yeah. That shit's like... And even the... It's uh, like, it literally is like the size of that desk right there, Brad. It's yeah, so tiny. Yeah, it's, it's tiny. And it's, it takes up its own wall there, so it's even... Even it more dwarf. Seems even dwarf, dwarf, dwarf. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Especially when it's in the shadow of that huge painting. I can't even describe it to you. I took pictures and it's. I couldn't even fit it on my camera, like this painting. It's an amazing painting. Amazing. I wonder, yeah, if you remember who that is, I'd like to know. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I don't know. Did you uh, go to any restaurants that uh, serve food cooked by rats? No, you know, I really held out for that. But I will tell you that the French food is unspectacular. No matter what anybody says. <laughs> Unspectacular? Unspectacular. You know, I think that you have to pay for the food in France, though. That's the thing. Like, when you want to get really, really good food, you have to shell it, like, a grand. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that, but, I mean, you go... Those places aren't weren't readily available. You. Yeah. So, we, the first night we were there, we went to the Eiffel Tower, and there was this restaurant right outside, and every restaurant I walked by that day, it said jambon et frites, which is ham and french fries. And so I'm like, you know what, I'll get that, because it obviously is something that's really popular here, and I'm not even joking, it was three, like, deli-sliced ham things with parsley sprinkled on it, with french fries, and it was 12 euros, which, in translated to American money, is, like, almost $20. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is... But it did have parsley on it, so they really Frenched it up. <laughs> yeah, when I was there, my, my dad worked for the Shane Company, mm -hmm. like the diamond store, and so he was, like, their lawyer. So we get to go to like fucking high class, crazy expensive joints, and dude, I ate some of the best food I ever had in my life. Like ten different sauces for like one dish. Really? You know, like I crazy will, things. Like I that. will say this though, their pastries there oh, live dude. up to the hype. Oh, dude, the pastries are. They bummer. are fantastic. There's... Especially meringue. Meringue's like my favorite thing. See, I didn't find any meringue, or I didn't really try. But I tried these things called drops. Holy cow! They're like basically like a flat croissant. And then... That has time. custard and chocolate yeah. chips in them. Those are bomb. Oh, dude, I had one of those every day, and they're only like one euro. So I ate breakfast for like a euro. It was delicious. Yeah, those are good. But no, the history is really cool. Normandy is really cool because everyone respects you there, and it's <laughs> it, 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 and it, it's really beautiful, uh, and it's really moving because it's the cleanest and best smelling part of France that I went to, and. Is, is that over? Did they resolve that? Was it some kind of war going on? Oh, yeah. World <laughs> War II. United States walked over there, walked a mud hole, and stomped it dry. The Germans didn't even know what hit them. They went, Scheiße! And they went back to fucking Germany. <laughs> good, good. I was worried about that. Did you yeah. go to Nice at all? No. I, the farthest uh, east I went was I went to Disneyland Paris, which was awesome, too. Except they don't have, like, a lot of rides, apparently. Yeah, yeah no, they don't. Uh, what I found out with their culture is they had, they had like, their Space Mountain was radical, and they had a cool Indiana nice Jones ride. Nice use of rad there, by the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> their Indiana Jones ride was an extreme roller coaster, but they had a lot of areas where you just walk in and look at it. Hmm. 
the the Aladdin, which I thought was a ride, was just like little dioramas of the movie. <laughs> did they have Small World there? They did. Is it the same? It, it's the same. Little, yeah. Except it's a little more like bright. Like it's like neon colors ish. Probably what the old one used to look like. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah. That's a shame. Nice. Nice is really nice. South France is really good. I really enjoy like a lot of that. A lot of like big castles are in like you know more southern France. So. Yeah, a little piece to my uh, World War II joke. Um, I was thinking today, like, can you imagine what it might have happened if Hitler had access to the atom bomb? Oh. <laughs> like, do you think he's been dropping them left and right? Probably not. Instead of, well, instead of using concentration pretty, camps. You know, not to sound like I support Hitler or anything, but he's a pretty smart man. I, I would assume that he probably wouldn't have done he's that. He's crafty. Well, he, his he's goal smart. was to conquer the world. He started with Europe, and you can only go so far, and he didn't have. All the smart people fled Germany, so yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't help him. I'd say Cold War stuff. Yeah, eighty five percent of the people in Germany knew he was full of shit. But you have to remember back then too, no one had the internet capabilities or anything. Yeah, so correspondence was what? It, yeah, correspondence was slow, slow, so they would say, Oh yeah, he's right, because the rest of the world's against us. Yeah. And that's how they rolled. Yeah. But I just thought it was a terrifying thought to think that oh, yeah. like he could have probably succeeded and like if he was kind of, because at the end they, uh, of his little, like he started to get cr- like really crazy, mm-hmm. like uh, psychologically, like actually messed up, and just like he, like loony enough to just you know hit the red button, and he wouldn't care like about Fallout and stuff. Yeah, you know? but back then too, they couldn't launch rockets. Like I mean, they the, couldn't go. The atomic the bomb ocean. to Japan was delivered by a B fifty two, and they only were able to do that after they overtook the rest of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And they didn't even know if they could even make it there and back. Yeah, the pilots had, like, jumpsuits and everything, all kinds of crazy concoctions in there. But, you know, I think, to me, it probably just evolved to more of a Cold War, a different kind of Cold War, because America has as well. Yeah, and I I think you'd have a hard time even getting to Britain with that shit, because you'd have to cross somewhere. I guess you could do it to Russia. That'd probably be his easiest target. Yeah, Yeah, well, he tried to invade Russia, and that's what... Yeah, well, it worked for a while, and then the... Napoleon style. The Ruskies are like, No, not even that. Bolshevik! Stroganoff <laughs> oh, did They did the same thing they did to Napoleon, though. The Napoleon defeat is, like, the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they, they would go in and they would take all this up because Napoleon's coming into Russia, right? And so he would he was going along a certain path, the main path, and they knew where he was going. So they would, a day before he got to the town, they would go into the town, ransack the town and pull out all the supplies, and then they'd burn the town to the ground. And so he'd get to the town, and he had no supplies, no food, no water. And he'd say, Suta Lord! Suta Lord! But he, then he would go to the next town, same thing, same thing, same thing. And I forget the amount of time that specifically that he took, but then he had no supplies, his people are dying, you know, and he's like, well, I can't do shit because the, you know, the Russians are burning all this shit up in here. So, yeah, they pretty much did the same thing to Hitler that they did to Napoleon. It's genius, I mean... Sucks for all the people that have to move all the time yeah. and all the houses gone. But and I did learn they were more forgiving to Napoleon and Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette, people they murdered <laughs> or and exiled Napoleon. But then they Twice. were to the people who started the revolution because it's such a turning turning point. I'm doing quotations uh, for the people of France. But I mean, as soon as they killed um, the king and queen, and then they killed Robespierre because he started the revolution, basically. They went right back to, uh, king ruler, king, uh, Louis the yeah, 17th. Right. Monarchy. Yeah. Went right back to a monarchy. So, I, I don't know what it accomplished, except, <laughs> I don't really like calling it a revolution, either. The American Revolution 
changed things. That was a revolution. That was a revolution. The French changed it for, was 100 uh, days? I think they call it? I don't was, know. Yeah, it was a revolution, I think, in the, in the stance that the, that the that all the people in charge and all the people in power kind of took more thought about the people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I well, they, they because, were pissed because they weren't getting any food. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably more the idea of the French Revolution than as opposed to being like, oh yeah, well you know we oh we were revolution we revolutionized the country we no longer you know that I don't think that was their ultimate goal I think they just really wanted to like change shit Murder in people. terms of their well being. Um, yeah, so. you know what their new revolution should be? Not smelling like shit. <laughs> At least they don't smell like Koreans. Yeah. Uh, oh. Sorry. Attacking the Koreans now. Nah, Koreans smell like kimchi, dude. And kimchi, sm- I love what's, kimchi. What's kimchi? That smells. It's rotten cabbage, basically. But it's not rotten. It's just like. It it's smells like, like cabbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Small hands. It's basically cabbage in like spicy cayenne and different kind of spice water, and uh, it's hot. It's they use a shitload of garlic and Koreans. God bless them. They smell like fucking garlic and kimchi so bad. You can live off it, but you're it tastes like, like shit. Hey, what's up? Oh my god, you smell so strong. Hey, Russell, if you're listening, uh, and you want to dispute this, please email us. <laughs> <laughs> Give us something to talk about. <laughs> Our friend Russell's Korean. He is Korean. <laughs> yeah. And a swing dancer. Good Korean, the, the southern kind. The southern kind. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all those poor northerns that are under control of Kim yeah, Jong-un's nozzle. Yeah their fault. I was listening to uh, Smodcast and they were talking about the book that Kim Jong-il wrote about uh, filmmaking. (laughs) He loves making movies. (laughs) He wrote and published a book about, yeah, films. I would love to see one of those. Yeah, it's probably at Barnes & Noble or Borders. (laughs) It's probably at Barnes & Noble or Borders, your favorite (laughs) bookstore of choice. Actually, I think a couple of his movies have been put out, like they've been run across the border and I think they're out in South Korea. Is that you can? That's where you find North Korean movies. You can find actually. There's a whole bunch of North Korea. There's a whole like cinema thing in North Korea. Wow. So. How do you break into the North Korean film industry? <laughs> I actually, I think I actually have. He's jumped the border. I think Korean. I have a North Korean movie over there somewhere. Pledge your undying movies. allegiance to Kim Jong Il. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, I want to. Uh, so, what else should we talk about besides <laughs> world politics? <laughs> Yay! I was gonna say that uh, when you're talking about uh, the French Revolution not really being a revolution to anything, it made me think of uh, a thought I've had of how we kind of glorify our president too much as being, uh, you know, in charge of the country when it's really the Senate that's supposed to be in charge of the country. He's just a check and balance. You know, you you say that, but when I was in Paris. I'm not even joking. I went to the Virgin Mega Store where you can pick up all your CDs and movie needs on the Champs Elysees. I believe they have a ten dollars sale going on all the time. They do, and I walked in there, and right in the middle, as soon as you walk in, there is a whole Obama section of T-shirts, I think, DVDs. You know what, it is unbelievable. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think you gotta take. I got. You gotta take Obama because Obama's different. I. I really. It's. It's not like the. The politics of today, it, his tactic for the um, uh, the running was not like a tactic of today. That and and that's why I thought it was so genius what his campaign advisor and what he did and all that stuff. It was more like a 1920s, 1930s thing where you know, like you know, Teddy Roosevelt 
where people rioted the streets and sang. They created songs and all this crazy shit when he got elected. That you know, the first week he was elected, they all these songs were coming out that were like drinking games and like you know cheers and and stuff like that. And that's how when Obama got elected, like up in Boulder, there was a riot. Like people, I know, I saw the photos. Oh, dude, yeah. like, people like liberal Boulder. It's not even just liberal Boulder, dude. It was like Broadway, the biggest fucking street in the, in the nation in in the nation of the Republic of Boulder. <laughs> gay. But in 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 Boulder, the biggest the main street, Broadway, was closed. Fucking closed, dude. People were like backed up. People getting out of their cars and dancing in the street. And it wasn't just here. I mean, all over the country that shit happened. Oh yeah, no. I I'm a huge so, Obama supporter. Everybody knows that. Like I was supporting Obama so long, and. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it, it's just fascinating to me to go to another country and he's so well respected. But he's respected all over the globe. Oh, that's all the over thing. the globe. And that's, that's why it's so different now. It is, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not like Bill Clinton or Bush or, you know, douche nozzle. It's, it's just, it's like... Who's douche nozzle? Uh, Bush Jr. <laughs> Bush, Bush won. That was a wicked impersonation of a Bush laugh. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Bush, I thought he was here for Bush a second. Bush won was... Bush one was a tool, but at least he didn't <laughs> fuck up the country that bad. You know, he really respected what people had done before him and was kind of more educated than douche nozzle. Douche nozzle fucked up the country, fucked up our economy, fucked up. I mean, it it's all kinds of shit. But Clinton set in set in line tons of budget politics, all kinds of other things that really kept the country at a point where it was still gaining ground. We were in control of China. We basically fucking owned China when Clinton was in power. You know, oh yeah, people blamed him for all this like scandals and cause, you know, paying money out to China and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, you just bought like half of China with that money, you know, like, and you own it. And that's that was the big thing. And then Bush took all that and just destroyed it. So, (laughs) 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 you mean they're gonna have a library for him? Oh, he has to design the library too. Yeah, is the thing. Oh, that's gonna be genius. It's gonna be like ten books. It'll be like, hey, why don't you come to my library and uh, have a beer and, uh, and, and, and we'll go fishing. <laughs> and then and then in the basement will be hell where, where, where my cohort is. The, the feature, the big feature of the library, like on display, like there'll be like lights and a glass case will be the book that he was reading on 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> trying to read. <laughs> what, was, what was the name of that book? It makes me laugh uh, every time I think of it. It's like something with a... Nah, nah. I don't even know. But anyway, my original point was, like, it's great that there's this renewed sense of patriotism and Absolutely. hope in the country, but at the same time, like, it should it should be directed at the collection of uh, leaders that we have in the Senate and House. Well, like, the, well, the good news is, is they're all Democrats, and if anything was more evident of it, it was the bill they just passed, where every single Republican voted against it. Yeah. Every single one. But it still passed because the Democrats control... The house, right? I, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm a Democrat as well, but I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing that having all Democrats. You know, oh no, Democrats. it's not. That's but, but yeah, it defeats the check and balance I, thing. But I think that the people that are there are actually really, really highly intelligent now, and the people that he surrounded himself himself with, Obama specifically, then we've got a plethora of intelligence in that in that cabinet i agree in in the senate i mean all those people that are elected are really intelligent people and it's interesting to watch because you know if he doesn't get elected a second term i will 
if, if you know, I don't know what's going to happen between now and the four years, but I mean, if he doesn't get elected a second time and he's doing awesome, I'm going to fucking bomb the country. I swear. No, I, I think the Republicans have seriously damaged their party for a long time. Oh, Do you man. hear who they, uh, who's in charge of the GOP now? They elected an African. They elected an African American representative to head the GOP or something. That's like the big news. The Republicans did. Yeah, that's what I read on Yahoo. Well, it's really um, unusual too because the Republican Party used to be the the party of Teddy Roosevelt, right. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Teddy well, Roosevelt, yeah, the the an opposite meaning uh, at that time. original like uh, nature guy, and now you have Republicans don't really care about the earth, and you know Abraham Lincoln is one of the greatest presidents of all time to hold a nation together when nobody liked him. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, now they try to... Huh. Yeah. Like... Uh, and like, Democrats like used to be support to use that slavery. National resources, but they're traditionally known as trying to conserve and protect, yeah, you know, absolutely. like the it's... wide open spaces and stuff, you know? Weird flip-flop. It really is. I think it's just, you know, it's an age-old thing where, uh, like, there's the have and have-nots, and once you have power... You make the flip flop. It's like in Star Wars, you know, you start out the farm boy and then you become the Empire. But from my <laughs> point of view, the Jedi were wrong. No, <laughs> don't say that. Maybe line. the worst line in any movie in the history of cinema. Uh, I still like the spaced, the spaced episode where he's like, "So what'd you do? Oh, I had some things to work out, work out with. What what kind of things? Oh, just some things with George Lucas. And then <laughs> he's like burning the star. Yeah, he's burning the Star Wars stuff. Oh, like a Return of the Jedi when he burns oh, Vader's body. Yeah. So For our, all our nerds out there who have not watched Spaced yet, make oh, sure you dude. get Spaced. If you haven't watched Spaced, you're retarded. And you're a nerd, Spaced, it's money. Spaced is probably the greatest greatest British sitcom ever. I would say it's one of the greatest sitcoms ever. ever. In the not history of the world. British. I, I really... In the universe, Ugh, dude. There's and the great one of the greatest aspects of that is the subtitle feature that tells you every single reference yeah. that's on it. It's just everything about that. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, dude. Jessica Stevenson. Jeff- Jessica Stevenson. Nate Hines. Hines. I think. Oh yeah, it's Heinz because yeah. <laughs> but dude, oh, it's, that's a great show, man. That was brilliant. We should devote one whole cast to talking about Spaced. Or, just, or watch it and commentate on oh, it for a whole yeah. hour. <laughs> it's only be one just episode. Our, yeah, oh. the episodes are one hour, aren't they? Oh, yeah. shit! <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> handgun episode. I still like the paintball episode. Oh, the paintball episode. Dude, when he classic. spits paintball, oh, when he spits paint out of his mouth, I, like, died the first time I watched that. that so, uh, before we run out of time, uh, the Academy Awards were announced oh, last week. 14 minutes left. Yeah. Uh, Cliff, uh, in his note, said you should not talk about what time it is during oh. the cast. So oh, sorry, I think Cliff. he just pissed him off. Fuck you, Cliff. He's <laughs> like, I live in Oregon. <laughs> By the way, I'm probably not going to Japan so I can stay for your fucking wedding, you ass. You better love me for that shit. <laughs> yeah, you better love on your big day that Adam's <laughs> showing up out of the kindness of his heart. You better oh. cater to his every whim. I actually was like, I was debating whether I was going to go to Japan or not, and I was like... Yeah, yeah, and then I broke up with Kana, which took away a lot of pressure for me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so you know, I don't have, I don't have to go to Japan. I can go to Japan kind of at my own leisure and take my time a little bit. So I'm like sitting, I was like sitting there, and I was like, well, what would be a, a really major reason to stay? Like, what's, you know, like I, I love my friends and all that stuff, but the, I'm not gonna lose, and I'm not gonna lose anybody by going. But what's an important event that I would miss if I, if I leave before the end of the year? And Cliff's wedding is really important to me, and him marrying, 
him marrying uh, Fagerberg. Hey, remember how we always said they'd uh, end up together? I and do, he, and dude, he, remember? Yeah. I, dude, when he was dating Shovelface and he didn't believe us? Shovelface, dude. And we're like, dude, you should... Shovelface, that's still the funniest thing oh, I've ever said Can we life. talk about that on this cast? Who cares? Does she get... Does she... Probably not. No one listened to this. Yeah. Okay. To this but so, us, so I'll never forget oh, when Adam said, "Hey, dude, you should see Cliff's ex-girlfriend. She's a shovel face." I'm like, "Shovel face? What's that?" And then she was introduced to me. I'm like, "Holy shit!" In my mind, not out loud. And uh, I'm such a and, dick. And I that was so funny. Though. What 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 characteristic about her made you say that? Her flat face. Flat, like a fucking piece of paper, flat. Like a sign flat. <laughs> but I'm sure she has a great personality. Mercedes, dude. Her oh, name was Mercedes? Man. I don't even remember that. But I remember me and you always used to tease them and say, dude, you're going to end up with Kelly. Like, we know it. We I know do, you are. Dude, I always said that, too. I, I'll never forget that. We always used to you say used that to in high school. You used to tell us to F off. And and now look at them. They're happily engaged and getting married. So and they're so con- good together, Yeah, too. congrats, yeah. Cliff. Like, Good job, buddy. I'm so yeah. Good. I'm so proud of him. He's done such a good, good job for himself. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really happy with his school and everything he's done. I'm. That's yeah, good. I'm this really is happy this is him. a cliff suck off is what we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. but he's getting his master's. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, dude, masters. That's incredible. Yeah, he's working. He's got he got already got his degree in math mathematics. And I think he's getting a teaching master. I, I could have it wrong. I might have it backwards. No, he's getting. I can. He got his degree in math, but yeah, he, I mean, I'm happy for him. Yeah, me too. Good job, buddy. So, yeah. We're all getting older, <laughs> and now we're sending one of our children away. I'll be 27 in a fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Your birthday's coming so up. So weird. What are you doing for your birthday? I'm working. <laughs> yeah, it sucks getting older, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what you do when you're old. You work on your birthday. I don't really care working on my birthday, but my like my work really cares. They're like, it's your birthday. Oh, you so shouldn't you... be working. You should be drinking. Because it's Jap- in, Jap- in Japan, you get your birthday off, and you drink the and you get whole teriyaki chicken. day. No, they don't really have teriyaki chicken in Japan. Actually, I was going to ask, speaking of holidays, uh, not that it's relevant now, but um, do they celebrate Valentine's Day they in do. Japan? They do, but it's backwards. They Women give men things in Japan. Or sideways. <laughs> sideways. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> you, you can't see it, but Ryan just hit a ball out of the park uh, at, my, at my behest. Yeah. Well, in Japan, there's there's Valentine's Day and then there's White Day. Valentine's Day, the girls give guys like chocolate or whatever, and then White Day is when the guys say "I like you" and give. It's a month later, exactly a month later, and then the guys give them something to so show. March fourteenth. So yeah, so that they show that they like the girls that gave them that. Huh. So yeah, it's a. And weird they call custom. it Valentine's Day, or do they call it something else? They call it Valentine's Day. No, they call it Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but Not it, Valentine's Day, but same thing. They just do it because that's how we say it, or do they actually like follow the same Valentine? Well, thing? no, no, they don't follow the same Valentine thing. They, 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 they just co-opt the a name. lot of like our Christmas, like Christmas in Japan is actually um, like a lover's holiday. Like you go and date girls. Like that's when you take your girl out to date, and that was kind of the big thing between Kana. She was like, "You didn't get me anything for Christmas," and I was like, "Fuck, I didn't know." You, you know, yeah. like I learned that like three weeks ago. So, What's with girls and expecting you to know everything right off the bat? Well, a lot of it, the culture stuff, too. That is, that is a big thing. Is that I'm not Japanese. I never lived in Japan. You know, <laughs> All my Japanese friends were like, you don't know about Christmas? I'm like, grew up in America. Sorry, <laughs> American? <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, so, yeah, but it's cool. It's cool. What are you doing for your girl, Ryan? Um, She listens to this, so I'm not going to say. Oh, right. <laughs> It's a secret. But I'm going to do something that's really romantic 
and awesome dairy. And hot <laughs> and awesome dairy. I just went back to the well. That's stupid. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. good. Uh, uh, anyways. So, yeah, we segued into the Academy Awards topic, and then we got off of it really fast. Tangent. And uh, another podcast, we were talking about the Dark Knight's Oscar, Oscar prospects, and, of course, it, uh, they announced the actual award uh, nominations, and not exactly what the fanboys would have wanted, as it turns out, but... Um, I haven't even actually looked, so... Yeah, I printed out the list of all the nominations for all the movies in every category. Um, I don't think we have a t- enough time to go through all of them. Well, we can go over a little bit, but too. But the mm-hmm. main ones, are, it's, like, listed in, I guess, order of importance. It's straight off of the Oscar website. And I'd, uh, I thought I'd just... Uh, we'd do this little thing where we I would just list them, and you guys would kind of just commentate on... Cool. You know, what, how it turned out. Um... The first one is uh, nominations for... I'd also like to, before we start this, mention that I don't really care about the Oscars, again, even though that might ruin my chances of winning a statue in the future. But, like, everyone's up in arms about The Dark Knight not getting a nomination for Best Picture or Best Director. But at the same time, I think it's the Academy Awards. It's not, like, the People's Choice Awards. Mm. So it's... The only reason that they're popular is because back in the day when Hollywood starlets were few and extremely popular, uh, the television networks just wanted to, a reason to show them like yeah. off the large screen, and so Get everyone tuned ratings. in to see the you know Clark Gable and uh, Elizabeth yeah, Taylor yeah, you know yeah, sparkling yeah. and walking down the red carpet, and I don't think that's relevant anymore. And so the they, Academy Awards they, is really they try to make it that way, but I think they've kind of like lost what's really important. Like they always comment about their fucking clothes. Yeah. And I love how Hugh always... Jackman's hosting though. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully he'll get bust out the claws. Snickety <laughs> snick. Brad just did a totally rad impersonation of Wolverine's <laughs> berserk attack. Sing sing sing. So of course a lot of the nominations were more of like industry uh, were industry relevant. They didn't really reflect how the people who paid money to go see them chose which and I think the real the biggest reward for a movie is that box office gross that like that's the reward like wow. if, if so many people pay out of their earnings to go watch your movie um, like that's the ultimate win it's not so much you know producers or uh, CEOs saying you know which is good so which then makes you know Dark Knight 513 million 532 million dollars the uh winner of best picture of the year anyway uh ryan you look (laughs) bored (laughs) no that's my rant uh anyway the performance for uh by an actor in a leading role the nominations were richard jenkins in the visitor uh frank langella in frost nixon sean penn in milk Brad Pitt in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, and Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler. The Wrestler was really good. I forgot to tell you, I, I saw it too this it's week good, while you are gone. It's actually amazing. I was really impressed by The Wrestler. Yeah, I, I was. it's and a brutal movie. Milk was really good too. I haven't seen that. Milk was really, really good. I didn't see uh, Benjamin Button. That's the one I haven't seen. My mom's on. She said it was really good. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to see it either. But I think her pick would probably be Milk. Sean Penn is not Sean Penn in that movie. I mean, Hopefully he's acting. Well, but yeah, but I mean, but I mean, you know how Sean Penn always has that kind of specific character to him. Like he kind of has that kind of walk and look to him. Not in this movie, man. He is fucking one hundred percent gay, and it's it's actually that movie is 
is very well done and I was really really impressed overall with it and he did an amazing job absolutely so out of that five that's who you go with I'd probably go with Sean Penn in that in that area a couple of the movies I haven't seen but I wanted to see the Frost, Frost Nixon I still haven't seen it yeah. I'm sure that I, I heard that's really really good but again I haven't seen it so yeah I haven't seen him also like I can't really choose but I did see the wrestler so I would pick Mickey Rourke oh, there's yeah, impressive was in that, that was really impressive um, Ryan, don't yeah, care about any of those. No, I, you know, I, I probably just have to go with. The, I think the favorite has to be uh, Sean Penn, and it. And has he won before for? Yeah, him? he has. He has. What I do you, forgot what he won for actually. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'd say Sean Penn just because. I mean, I've actually I haven't seen any of those movies, but uh, because none of them really seem that interesting to me. That's what I said. But you know, Milk. I once I sat down and watched Milk, you get really into it. That's and, what uh, I heard. I heard it's and, a great uh, what's his name from Spider-Man's in it, too? Uh, James Franco. James Franco. And, I heard uh, milk goes really well with cookies. It does. <laughs> it does. Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll agree with Sean Penn from yeah, Sean Penn. Sean, Sean Penn was really amazing. Um, next one's best performance by an actor in a supporting role. And I think we all know what our favorite in this one is. Uh, but the nominees were... Don't say were... Ledger. Don't say Heath Ledger. <laughs> what? Uh, Josh Brolin in Milk, um, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, which I, I thought was... No, I, you know, I remember I told you that he's going to get nominated for an Academy Award, and you said they really would nominate him for that. I, I, I didn't he think his... He was so good in oh, that. He's incredible in that role. That was... That thought, is... He was amazing. Oh, I agree. Was, like, what I said was, like, his uh, performance in Iron Man was... It was good, but I don't think it was a stretch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, like... I think a lot of other actors could pull that off, but he did. Like it was really good, but uh, but yeah, Tropic Thunder, like that. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. He was yeah. he was hands down. That's probably one of the best things I've ever seen him do in his life. Oh, like it was a creative idea. I hope his Oscar clip is when he gives the retards speech. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting choice. Got, I think they halfway. I think they paralleled that with Heath Ledger to seem to give it more of a chance because you know. But th- there's no way if they don't that give it Heath to Heath Ledger. Ledger he, there is parts in that movie where you are so transfixed on his performance that you get just engulfed in the world of the Dark Knight. And, and, and to me, again, after watching that movie a couple times, after watching Dark Knight a couple times, I really, Heath Ledger makes Christian Bale look like a fool in that movie. I wouldn't and tell that to Christian Bale's face and I, kick your ass. I don't, I don't mean to be mean to that, but... That guy only weighed 98 pounds from the machinist. No, and I'm not. You've I've told you many times before. <laughs> know, Chris, Christian Bale is is my favorite actor, one of my favorite actors, absolutely. But Heath Ledger did so, was so amazing and so captivating that you you were embarrassed almost sometimes by some of the other parts. And I. You know, if they don't give it to Heath Ledger, man. Well, I think actually that whole movie—I don't think there's a weak link in that whole cast. Not at all. The, no, they're all everybody good. pulls their weight in that movie, but Heath Ledger—I, I, oh, I think my God. favorite part of his performance is when he wants people to agree with him or anything. He kind of goes to this goofy, like voice when he's talking to Harvey Dent when he's in the hospital. And he says, uh, oh, I'm like a dog um, yeah. chasing a thing. I want to do it when I caught it. But then when he tells him, you know, to introduce Anarchy, his voice gets really deep and serious. And he, he tells people what they want to hear in that movie. And I think that's one of the things that's lost in his performance is 
Um, he says he doesn't have a plan, but he has a plan because he set up Harvey Dent for the biggest fall ever. And you know he's, you know he tells him to introduce a little anarchy. You know he tells him that you're the one who's in control. And then he just uses it for his own thing. And then at the end, my favorite scene in that movie is when he's hanging upside down and he's telling Batman how he won. And it's an incredible scene. You know, a lot of people point to the interrogation scene, and which again is a great scene too. Great but, scene, right. but I just love that part where he tells him how he's corrupted the supposedly uncorruptible. As much as I want him to win, I don't think he will, though, because my thought is that he only got nominated so that they get the geek viewers to tune in, and then ultimately they want someone living to walk home with a statue. So Really? I watched uh, the, the Golden Globes when he won. That place went nuts. Like, everybody stood up and went. It was an incredible ovation. And it was really sad when Christopher Nolan was up there talking about it. It was yeah. incredible. I would be... If he doesn't win, it'll be the most shocking thing I've ever seen. I agree. Yeah, it'll definitely turn off a lot of viewers next year. Yeah, people Sorry, stop. We didn't go through the whole list though. I know. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> there are, are other nominees for a supporting actor in, in a leading role. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman for Doubt. Oh um, shit! That movie was amazing. You saw it? Yeah, I did. yeah. That was an amazing movie. He was really good in that too. Yeah. Um, and then Michael Shannon in Revolutionary Road, which I haven't seen. That was our. You know, really. Hmm. I saw it. it. I didn't try not to see it. I just haven't seen it. <laughs> it's good. I just am surprised by that one. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, best performance by an actress in a leading role. The nominees are Anne Hathaway in Rachel Getting Married, Angelina Jolie in Changeling, Melissa Leo in Frozen River, Meryl Streep in Doubt, and Kate Winslet in The Reader. Meryl Streep. She's so good. I, th- I think I think Kate Winslet's gonna win it, and I'll tell you why. It's because this I think her sixth nomination, yeah. and she hasn't won. So I think people are gonna give it to her because of it. In the movie that beat out The Dark Knight in yeah. nominations, for Doubt. Doubt is amazing. It's a good movie. Yeah, I was like the. I thought the writing was really uh, tight and top notch, and especially the monologues. Which we covered. It's a play, though. A I think ago. before that, yeah, it was, was a play. A play and, but the yeah. guy, it, the the director, was the playwright. Was the playwright, yeah, yeah. and the screenwriter now. So is, that was an amazing movie. Yeah, and speaking of doubt, uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role, Amy Adams in Doubt, mm-hmm. uh, Penelope Cruz and Vicky Cristina Barcelona. That was actually really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I was actually really impressed with that movie. I did not expect to be that good. Sorry, continue on. I I, I wish I had seen it so I could talk with you. Uh, Viola Davis in Doubt. Wow, two supporting nominations for Doubt. She was really good, too. Uh, Taraj P. Henson in The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler. She was good in The Wrestler. But Oscar good? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. She's always, like, the same character. Like, I I haven't seen a lot of her stuff, but uh, it seemed like... Not to degrade her performance but it's kind of the the stripper role is kind of it's Did i've seen it before uh yeah she was really i wouldn't picture her being naked in movies yeah she's full, come a long full way. on she's come a long <laughs> way that movie was really good i was that that i was like i was just impressed at how brutal it was like yeah. it's 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 like rocky but so much more depressing <laughs> man just that there's that scene where he's outside his house and talking to uh his daughter. Is uh, what's her name? 
don't remember yeah. his daughter's name. But. God, it's just like so hard to watch, and you're just like almost bawling with him, you know? Yeah. Or when he screws up and has to try and ask for forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, man. Yeah. That or just was... when he's uh, just like watching all the scenes where he's just alone. He's trying, oh, like, when they uh, brought up the, like, he's laying there trying to sleep, and then he looks over at the NES, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Nintendo, woo! <laughs> and then he has to ask, like, he lives in a trailer park, and he has to ask, like, his only friends are the kids in the trailer park, yeah. and he invites one over to play WrestleMania, which he's uh, fictionally in, and then uh, the kid gets bored, and, like, he's, it's just so sad that, yeah. Yeah. anyway, um... Best uh, animated feature film of the year. Uh, three nominees: Bolt, Kung Fu Panda, and Wall-E. And I don't think you have to <laughs> stretch to guess what my choice is. Kung Fu Panda, Wall-E, is that it? Bolt. Bolt, Kung Fu Panda, and Wall-E. Yeah, there's That's always it? only three. They only do three. Oh, Kung Fu Panda's so good though. Yeah, but there's no Wally, way. Yeah, Wall-E Wally is, is amazing. One of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed Kung, Kung Fu Panda. If you've watched a lot of Shaw Brothers movies is uh fuck it just a totally different movie and i've seen so many fucking shot with this movies the old classic kung fu movies and you know that <sighs> but wally wally's probably that's probably what i'd choose I, I just like how they took conventions and just flipped them upside down and because you know the old the adage is usually like in a kid's movie you gotta have uh, pop culture references right. and lots of jokes and there can't be any silence or else you're going to lose them and you know they're all eager to jump up and down and get out of there so like yeah, well, a movie that's really just the music and sound and you know not referencing I really enjoyed the scenes where he was just playing with shit that like the humans left on the planet yeah no I could have watched the whole movie of him just playing with objects cool. see my favorite scene I think I've said this before I love when he's dancing in space with Eve I oh, love yeah. that scene I think it's so beautiful and the rockets are firing yeah, out and, of the ship and yeah. the music is so fantastic and the animation is gorgeous yeah. I love that scene but I was Kung Fu Panda for Halloween so <laughs> conflicted <laughs> but, I really like Kung Fu Panda um Best achievement in art direction, which I guess uh, equates to production design. Um, Changeling, uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Dark Knight, and The Duchess, and Revolutionary Road. So, guys, what movie has the best look and feel of those five choices? Changeling was really nice. I didn't see Benjamin Button. I, I bet it was probably really beautiful. They probably took a lot of effort with that, is what I heard. But I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a couple of those. So. Yeah. I guess it would help to see some of these movies, but yeah. I guess that's the point: is yeah. they chose things that probably a lot of people haven't seen. Yeah. Changeling was really good. It was really good, but production value. Gotta go with the Dark Knight. The only one. To that... be fair, I can only choose the Dark yeah. Knight, but yeah, I mean, that's... it still looks good. Yeah, oh, it's a great looking movie. It's probably not as elaborate or. Well, I'm not going to say that because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see all those movies before I made it. Yeah. Uh, cinema- cinematography, that's basically uh, lighting and moving the camera around. Um, Changeling, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Dark Knight, The Reader, and Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire was really good, too. But you've dark- seen that, too? Yeah. God, dark- you're so way ahead of the... <laughs> I've seen so many fucking movies, dude. Do you my download mom- them or you go to the No, my mom went to the Telluride Film Festival, and then she tells me... Because I usually I used to go with her every year, but I oh so you're just relating what you learned through her? No, I've seen I've seen them because they're out they're out nobody goes to see them <laughs> they they're at the Tivoli they're at you know they're up here in Boulder 
There's an independent film center up here in Boulder. Why not? Because I like I'm down near the Mayan and Esquire, and I yeah. don't ha- like. Slumdog. I thought I saw a lot of movies, but apparently Slumdog not. Slumdog Millionaire was in uh, mainstream theaters. Yeah. But Slumdog, Slumdog's really good. But the problem I have was that uh, Danny Boyle used uh, like all white extras, and so like <laughs> it's like ten Indian people and then all white extras in India. And so it's not it's not like an Indian movie, it's more like a Danny Boyle movie, you know? And I Yeah, like it's a great movie, but I've seen way better Bollywood production movies, <laughs> you know, in, in watching those. Like Mayuna, probably the greatest Main Bollywood Huna. movie ever. Yeah, Main Huna is Main great. Huna. That's a movie so ridiculous. You haven't seen it, have you, Ryan? Some Dog Millionaire I have not. No, Main Huna. No. <laughs> I probably I think in terms of production value, I'd probably give that to Dark Knight. Or cinematography. Yeah, because they did so, the IMAX camera. The IMAX camera yeah. for those three major scenes. Like, that's innovative, and that's why it should win. I, yeah, I'd definitely probably give it to... Uh, best Achievement in Costume Design. Uh, you can figure out what that is based on the title. Uh, Australia, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Duchess, Milk, and Revolutionary Road. All five movies I have not seen. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's hard. I'll go with Benjamin Button just because it takes place over a lifetime. Uh, that's probably that's probably be my choice if I'd seen it. I still haven't seen that, so. Yeah. But I, I would assume that their costume choice is really good in that. Based on the trailers I've seen, I imagine the Duchess uh, yeah. clothes look really fantastic. <laughs> yeah. uh, best achievement in directing: uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk. Uh, oh wait, this isn't just a awarding the movie, the director David Fincher for Curious Case of Benjamin Button, uh, Ron Howard for Frost Nixon, Gus Van Sant for Milk, Stefan Daldry for The Reader, and Danny Boyle for Slumdog Millionaire. My choice would have been Christopher Nolan, but... (laughs) My guess is they're probably going to give it to Fincher. I have a feeling that Benjamin Button's going to win the most. Uh, just because I I have not seen Benjamin Button, but I watched a behind the scenes of it, and what they did in that movie is pretty impressive. And it's really the only one. The, the Ron Howard one is just because it's Ron Howard. Yeah. yeah. You know. But Frost Nixon looks really good. I still I mean you know, I didn't see it. But I uh, yeah I'd probably say Fincher would probably that would be my choice. Yeah, I'd probably go. With- Fincher will probably get it just because he's uh, based on the work he's done previously. That would be my guess. Um, best documentary feature, I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe Adam has probably seen at least one of these. Um, not that I don't want to, I just I haven't gotten to. So, The Betrayal, um, Encounters at the End of the World, The Garden, Man on Wire, and Trouble the Water. Man on Wire. I'm going to go Man on Wire because he was on the Colbert Report oh my yesterday God. and it was the funniest interview I've that seen in a long time. That guy is fucking nuts. Dude. Oh, he is. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyone who watch... oh, rubs between buildings. If you watch the yeah, movie, nuts. oh my God, that guy is fucking oh, he was, crazy. He was crazy. Dude. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I mean, I've only seen Man on Wire, so. Uh, I don't know if we're boring any, like, because <laughs> we don't know anything about the movies we're talking about, so we yeah, should probably I, just kind of speed through the rest of these uh just pick the most more important ones see i feel bad about that because like you know maybe uh, the nominees for makeup are listening to the nebcast and like oh so makeup's not important (laughs) in a movie i'm not gonna listen to nebcast anymore uh 
But yeah. <laughs> if they have, I'll only vote for makeup if it has uh, Diary of the Dead on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best documentary short sort. Uh, best documentary short subject. As one of my goals too for this podcast was to speak slower so that I enunciate and not slur my speech, and I failed miserably. Uh, the conscience of Nemen. I hope I pronounced that right. The final inch. Smile Pinky and The Witness. Moving uh, on. Smile Pinky <laughs> was an incredible short documentary. I'm going to go ahead and give it my nod. Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you had. I, I, I was picking the coolest yeah, name. Yeah, Smile Pinky sounds awesome. Actually, yeah. I think that's uh, Scott Mosier's. Uh, no. I was reading. I was listening to this smodcast, and Scott Mosier's uh, producing one of the documentaries or foreign films. Mm-hmm co-producing it and so he like it might be on here I just don't know what it is I don't remember the name but it's I think it was Smile Pinky I don't know see I knew that (laughs) (laughs) best achievement in film editing Uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button The Dark Knight Frost Nixon Milk and Slumdog Millionaire I'd probably give it to Dark Knight honestly TDK baby TDK all the way best foreign language film of the year anything that's not French (laughs) Uh, there's actually something I wanted to see this week on here. Uh, the uh, Bader Mainhoff Complex. Uh, the Class, which I've seen previous for. Departures, Revanche, and Waltz with Bashir is what I was really cool. Waltz with Bashir was really good. So, without having seen it, I'm going to give that the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Waltz with Bashir was really good. Based on the previews, it looks really and good. And I'm going to base it on my new Entertainment Weekly and the review roundup gave it all A's really yeah nice uh best achievement in uh makeup here we are makeup fans <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to exclude you the curious case of Be- no, 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 no. the curious case of Benjamin Button I'm just going to call it Benji Button you can just call <laughs> it BB BB uh the dark knight and hellboy 2 the golden army hellboy Ooh. 2 was actually really good the makeup in that was actually really amazing <laughs> Hey, Ryan, what did Brandon think of Hellboy 2? <laughs> the worst movie ever. Really? Why? Uh, I forget. Do you remember why? No, he just told me not to go see it. Yeah, he's just because I said it was stupid. I don't so, remember. This Maybe is from the same stupid. guy who nitpicked Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> scientifically. Yeah. It's impossible. He could have built that suit in that many days. <laughs> it's a comic book movie. Yeah. Like, relax, dude. I know. He ruined shit for us. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, I... Like, The Dark Knight's the nomination, but I'd probably give it to Benjamin Button, because oh, yeah. from the oh, previews, for, the, for yeah. aging yeah, that's Brad be, Pitt, yeah. convincingly. And I know, because Brad Pitt is so dreamy. For oh. him to be old and decrepit, I don't even want to think about it. I can't even imagine what he's going to be like when he's old. Dude, I know, he's already like 44. Is that, is that yeah, it? Yeah, 42, 44, something like that. I, and girls still, like, fucking cream their pants for that guy, dude. Guys, he's damn. Do, they, do you think they do when they see him get shot in the face and burn after reading? <laughs> I haven't seen burn after <laughs> is that, reading. Is that actually. sexy? Uh, burn after reading's great. Oh, well, uh, I just ruined the movie for you. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Best achievement in music written for a motion picture, original score, basically. Once again, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, uh, BB. BB. Uh, Defiance, which I want to go see. Uh, Milk, Slumdog Millionaire, and Wally. Wally. Milk was good, good, but Wally would be my choice for that. For best sure. emotions in the hands down oh, because yeah, I mean definitely. they well, they have times where they don't even speak. Yeah, we don't have dialogue. Yeah. You gotta the use the music to music. carry it. So yeah, that was yeah, that was amazing. Um, 
Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures, basically original song. Down to Earth from Wally by Peter Gabriel and Thomas Newton. Uh, shit, this is Indian. Um, Jai Ho, I think is it's pronounced. <laughs> or Hi Ho. Oh shit, this is Indian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Slumdog. Yeah, Slumdog Millionaire. That was good. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to do the Family Guy joke, but I can't because it's visual. Yeah. <laughs> Not this kind of Indian, Indian but this kind of Indian. Yeah. Uh, Osaya, also from Slumdog Millionaire. So two Slumdog Millionaire. I would, choices and you know, if you know anything about Bollywood movies, though, I mean, they all rely. They're on all about musical numbers. Yeah, I would definitely, I'd probably give it to one of those two. I don't know which one I'd pick specifically. I'd have to listen to the songs again. I don't know specifically which one, but they had really amazing music in it. So yeah. I like the Peter Gabriel or the the Wally one because, uh, it, like, when I first heard it in the credits. Like, oh, this kind of sounds weird, but it actually, uh, as a whole song, ends up actually fitting pretty well. So. Uh, best motion picture of the year, probably the most important category of the Oscars, if they were important. Um, <laughs> oh, I just come on, we're guys. We're not getting Oscars. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we're we're screwed. We'll just start our own award, <laughs> the Nebulous Visions Awards. We did. We already we did. Out of it, the, the Podsker. The, the, Sfirks, yeah, the Podsker. That's right. Or yeah, the, we used to have on the uh, Domain Global, which we haven't talked about yet. Is Sfirks Domain? Oh really? Yeah, because well, we uh, we oh, were going to talk about it, it in yeah. your cast, but we ran out of time. Uh, but yeah, we on Sources Domain we had the gold, golden. I think we should do that again. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, best motion picture nominees are The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, The Reader, and Slumdog Millionaire. Read those one more time. Uh, BB, mm-hmm. Frost Nixon, Milk, The Reader, and Slumdog Millionaire. That's fucking hard. I'd probably give it to Milk. I see the movie and it will you'll see why. It was well, it looks good. I wanna see it. It was amazing. Amazingly captivating by by terms of, you know, walking in and, and being you know, not you know, the most I'm not the most straight white guy, but it I am now, but I wasn't. Yeah, but that, and that's another story. And that's a different story, save for personal privacy, but whatever. But it was... I don't know. It was so human, and so... It was a movie where I didn't feel... It wasn't like when I watched... You know, Brokeback Mountain it was, was a movie that I watched, and I was like, okay, if this movie was about a straight couple, and they show the same exact movie, but it was a straight couple, this would not have sold a lot of movies. It sold a lot of tickets. But the fact that they were gay, it was like... It was kind of like just the one thing about the movie that was like kind of, oh, that's so different. But this movie is more human and more like down to earth, and so everything feels more realistic. And and that's why I, I mean, it was really amazingly well done. Is uh James Franco still trying to capture Spider Man in that movie? No, he's he's full on homosexual in that movie. You knew this was coming, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> so so he's uh, gay for. Uh, well, Peter he, Parker in he, Milk. Yeah, he is. He is. Because Sean Penn is actually Peter Parker in Milk. Wow. You didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, he's just he the gayest Spider-Man. just blew my mind. Yeah. No, I didn't get any of that from the preview. Yeah, I know. It's a secret. You find cool. that out when the opening credits come out and there's spider webs everywhere. I and that's the gay Spider-Man bit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, crap, that didn't work. Play me off, Johnny. <laughs> uh, yeah, best animated short film. Uh, La Maison and Petite's Cubes. Do they have the magician from Wally? Because that's what I'm voting for. Uh, yes, Presto is yep. on the list. That was there hilarious. he goes. <laughs> that one's great. This Way Up, Octopodi, and Lavatory Dash Love Story. I haven't seen any of those, but Presto. Yeah, and I know like all the other nominees are listening to like, oh, they all voted for Presto because they saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you, never, you never like. Yeah. Do you think, think that really people good? in the animated departments are like, fuck Pixar? <laughs> <laughs> they get everything. Which, by the way, um, I found out because on our other podcast. Uh, we were saying Persepolis won Best Anime Feature for 2007. It didn't, right? It was actually pr- uh, Ratatouille. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was the other way around. Me too. So, but he, both were good, so whatever. Um, <laughs> but Persepolis probably like looking at their mantle like, oh, there should be a gold statue up there, but no. <laughs> Those fuckers on so, that <laughs> net said you won. <laughs> Thanks for the vote. Uh, best live action short film. Uh, which I guess is a 15, uh, 5 minutes or 15 minutes, do you know? I, 10, 10 actually. minutes? It's not that, I, I, I think it's the maximum of 15, I, I don't think there has to be a... Uh, god, this is in German. Off der Strick, on the line, is parentheses, English translation, on the line. Um, Manon, Manon on the asphalt, god, it's late. New Boy, The Pig, and Spielzugland. Damn. I'm going to go, for the, I'm gonna go for the German one because my girlfriend yeah. loves to speak German. Damn, I wish they had Eye for an Eye from Australia. What's Eye for an Eye, Adam? You can actually YouTube it. It's Eye for an Eye. It's about a guy who plays tricks on his girlfriend. If you look it up on YouTube, Australian Eye for an Eye. Oh, man, it's hilarious. Kiefer Sutherland's in a movie called Eye for an Eye. He is, but that movie's bad. <laughs> he's a serial killer in that yep. movie. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I love Kiefer. But he's, he's good in it. Um, but yeah, that... Yeah, well, I haven't seen any of those, so. Best Achievement in Sound Editing, The Dark Knight, Iron Man, Slumdog Millionaire, Wally, and Wanted. Wanted? Uh, Wanted's sound was really good. Wanted's uh, badass, dude. I love that movie. But for an Oscar? That was a weird choice, but sound, it makes sense. The sound in that movie is really good. Somebody, but... shoot this motherfucker in the head. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line of 2008. I Probably Wally is probably who I'd give that to. See, what? Well, I, I, like... Trying to use my uh, industry training, I can't decide if sound editing because there's two categories: sound editing and sound mixing. Um, like, I don't know if editing pertains to them going out and those, creating yeah. the sounds for Wally, or if I think it's, it's mixing is sounds together. Mixing's probably sounds outside of the studio. Yeah, I don't know. Like what the foley artist does, I don't know. Yeah. So um, well, then, if that's the case. So we got to watch closely on Oscar night and see when they announce the editing, the ones where they have the Foley artists like pounding the ground and stuff. Right. So double check on that. I suppose I could have used the internet and researched it. Because um, I would actually, I wouldn't give it a landslide to Wally. I, I would, would give, either. If, that, if that's the case, I wouldn't give it to Wally. If editing it that. to the visuals is sound editing, then I would give it to The Dark Knight because there's parts where, like, uh, just where certain things are timed. Because you remember the whole um, armored car sequence, like I was sitting there watching, like there's no music set to this. This is weird. Like usually yeah. in an action scene, there's a lot of uh, the score is going on, so it was unconventional. And 
so that scene like that to make interesting was all about cutting to the sound and the cars hitting each other and the uh, gun firing off but when it comes to creating sound for characters I give it to Wally um, then yeah sound mixing I think it's the same no because Iron Man was in the other one but it's again Benjamin Button again Dark Knight Slumdog Millionaire and Wally and Wanted yeah, I guess I'd have to know more about the categories. Sorry, yeah. I should have yeah, researched that. Same boat, yeah. Hey, uh, I guess we should research stuff when we do podcasts, mm, right, guys? Maybe. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, best achievement in visual effects, which could be C- compositing, CGI, um, explosions, practical effects. Um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Dark Knight, and Iron Man. It's, there's only three, so... Iron Man was really good. Dark Knight was Iron amazing. All worthy but nominees. But I'd, like I'd like to see Benjamin Button before I make that call. Yeah. Uh, without that call, I give it to Dark Knight because the thing about me and CGI is that it's best when you don't notice it. You, you notice it in Iron Man. You definitely notice it in Iron yeah. Man. It's the, not that it's bad. It's You you can tell. You can definitely tell. Dark, Dark Knight, Knight... You barely can tell. Yeah. There's a couple times where it's like, whoa... Yeah, I don't think I could pinpoint a single scene where I could say they did something uh, post in post with this. Like, really, I think the only scene in Dark Knight you can is when he zips out of the yeah. building on a rope. Yeah. I think his cape looks a little... Uh, oh, when the plane comes by to yeah. pick him up out of Hong Kong? Or actually, uh, the uh, when he's got the bat pod and he pulls the semi and he hits to, the wall and, he the wall and, goes and up, rotates that over, definitely. that looked a little... I animated wrong, but it, it might have been practical, so I don't know. Um, God, we're so exciting. Uh, best adapted screenplay. That means they took a previous work and reworked it for the screen. Um, the Curious Case curious case of Benjamin Button, Doubt, Frost Nixon, The Reader, and Slumdog Millionaire. And Doubt. Doubt. I yeah. would Doubt. Well, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button was just a short story. By F. Scott Fitzgerald, I believe. Yep. Yeah. And they adapted it to a three-hour-long movie. That's pretty impressive. That's impressive. But that was fucking yeah. so good. Like if I, 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 like if I, I haven't seen it on stage, but I, that, the yeah, movie is yeah. what I imagined perfectly on stage. So yeah, so good. I did buy the actual book of the play, so and I've read it, like thinking of it in theater terms, and yeah, like the movie seems like a great translation. So good. Best original screenplay, which means they wrote it from scratch. Frozen River, Happy Go Lucky, in Bruges. Milk and Wally. In Bruges, man, that movie's I've awesome. I've actually seen two of these, so. <laughs> In Bruges is so good. The screen, the script I for that is. Oh, it's so good. It's so, it's so clever. Like they really, they you know, they really set aside like. What you think should be funny, isn't funny until later. Like that, that's the thing. You you so don't. So they really, set up their jokes. They don't necessarily. The payoff is later. It's yeah. not. It's not the payoff. It's like you get it after you're done watching the movie. Like, I don't know how to describe that. Like, you watch the whole movie, and you're like, that really wasn't that funny. And then the more you think about it, the better it gets. And it's all based on dialogue. You know, there's obviously a whole bunch of funny scenes, but, you know, the midget revolution between the white midgets and the black midgets. You know, there's tons of it uh, that's just really, really... There's touching moments, there's clever moments. There's, I mean, that's... I'd probably give it to In Bruges for original. That's really great. I actually think it's interesting that Wally is nominated as an original screenplay because, like, it what did they? Uh, like, uh, they probably wrote Wally's motions, but there's you know it's a screenplay with 
almost no dialogue. <laughs> so. But therein is dialogue. I don't know. I that's. I mean, it's a cool thing to call on that. And if it wins, yeah. I'd be like, eh, really? But yeah, I probably of the movies they chose, they probably you know I, that's probably what I choose. Yeah, it's, it's impressive that yeah. I'm surprised they chose in Bruges actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen Happy Go Lucky and it's. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's happy, go lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Describe this movie. In it's a cute movie. Words. Uh, um, yeah. It's it's more directed toward uh, females, so still good though. But, yeah. So it's about shopping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sweet. Actually, it's about a just this girl who is so optimistic about her life that nothing. No matter how many bad things you're throwing at her, she's it doesn't phase her at all. Uh, is that it? Like that is Brenna. it. From high school. Brenna Ray. Brenna Ray, dude. Totally like that. She listened to ICP. Really? Yeah, dude. She sang me the fuck song. I like died. Oh, that's right. I'm working on not saying like as much as I can. <laughs> it's hard. Dude, it is hard. I'm gonna go back through and just count up all the times we each said it and see. We should put a like counter on Spurge's domain. Yeah. Or on Nebula's Visions. I'm pretty sure I said it the least. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. But really? in return, you I'm said uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I only sure. said absolutely one time this time, actually, I think. Yeah, who gives a shit? No one listens to this anyway. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and on that note... Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Quick, everybody okay. say one joke before we go. Why is Helen Keller a bad driver? Because she's a woman. <laughs> 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 if you're American outside the bathroom, what are you inside? European! <laughs> now, I was going to say, what, Ryan? Because last time you slammed me for revealing the punchline <laughs> before. But I just rolled because I saw Adam get all excited. And we had the same um, pitch and delivery. Yay. Okay, Brad, what's your joke? What's your joke, Brad? I don't really have a, like, a riddle joke. Um, I don't actually store a lot of jokes in my head which is unfortunate but i do have one sort of joke um why don't you just say it instead of like prefacing it with how bad it's going to be <laughs> mine was helen keller is a bad driver because she's a woman and yours is well my joke might be kind of bad do you realize you know, that whatever. what you're doing now is building it up even more so that when i do say it, it's gonna crash even harder ah uh, whatever let's hear it um what's what's really funny oh do you know what's really funny no, I don't know what's really funny. A, nearsight, a nearsighted turtle falling in love with an army helmet. That is really funny. <laughs> He's also got stone dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turtle dick is funny. You know what else is really funny? This guy, you know, Elliot, he had to edit porn at that place. And, when, you know, the, the place, place? <laughs> the place that uh, Jesse works at, oh. who I saw today, actually. You saw Jesse today? Yeah, at Target. Um, at the French store, Target, the awesomest store ever for French things. <laughs> um, no, he, he went and worked at that porn editing company, uh, porn editing company in Boulder. And uh, for the first, like, month, you have to edit gay porn. You can't edit straight porn because they want to test you and uh, see if you can handle it or not. And uh, he's like, yeah, dude. And the first, like, month, you know, you have to, like, edit all these guys with, like, five o'clock shadows. They all have five o'clock shadows. And they're all fingering the bootangs. And I was like, what the fuck is a bootang? And he's like, the butt, dude. Fingering the butt. Like, poontang, but for the butt. Bootang. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say as much nonchalant shit that I can. No, I was going to say, like, uh, (laughs) after our boring-ass lull called the Academy Awards bit, uh, (laughs) let's let's bust out some improv, guys. Let's make everyone who suffered through that 15-minute piece of shit. Uh, oh, yeah, we're <laughs> wow. at an hour and a half right now, but um, like I don't want to go for another 30, but um, unless you guys have something you want. No. No? You could probably break this into two sections then, and just do part huh? one and part two. If you could want. do that. Then you have two weeks covered. Thinking. 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 Outside the box is where you're at. Always See, outside the box. You, you I like you. to be inside the box. Oh! <laughs> say what? <laughs> <laughs> For you those listening at home, I was raising the roof. <laughs> he was, and I almost joined him, but I'm not black, so I couldn't. Either am I, but I want to be as cool as a black man. I'm and the talk white. like this. Hello, baby. <laughs> Hello, I got a big penis, but I don't drive a truck. Yay. <laughs> that was a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know where to go from there. Yeah, I realized how bad that was. I was like, that was pretty bad. Let's not say that ever again. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to talk about Sphinx's domain at one point. Probably not this time because that'll take a long time, but. Well, if we break it into two parts, uh, this could be part of the second one, I guess. Alright. <laughs> well, I really want to. I really want to spruce up Sphinx's domain and re- and put it back. Put it back into the. Yeah. Editing area. I I really want to be able to do that. Uh, box where I can just type shit in so I don't fuck up the website like I did last time. Yeah, well, that's that's my goal is uh, to alter Sphinx's domain so where without even logging into the uh, hosting, you can just just edit be in, just be able to can you just we don't have, have a password and get in and exactly what I want. Like almost uh, like I they have like the blog applications. Mm-hmm. I want to use that because. Basically, what searches domain is just anyways, just us writing articles. Yeah. Um, and even in those blogs, you can post pictures. So um, if I can figure out how to get those to embed themselves within the existing our style uh, layout, that would solve all our problems. Yeah. Yeah. Search domain is awesome. Brian has no idea what we're explaining. <laughs> do you? It's clueless. Basically, inside, you know how there's, on the left-hand side, there's the menu, and then there's mm-hmm. the border on top and the border on the right? We want to put it in the center so that we can just type in in a box, in a dialog box, just type in what we want to say, mm-hmm. and then post it, and then it will just come up on the page you as, know, like, a headline. Mm-hmm. Like on your MySpace page when you go to write a blog, yeah, I guess. have that box open, and you like just, that. whatever you want, have the little buttons for add picture, and then it'll do that, and then, uh, but it'll show up within... The purple and yellow that is Sphinx's domain, which we will yeah. get to explaining what is Sphinx's domain, guys, in a future version of Nebcast. This has been Brad. This is Adam. And this is Ryan, the most awesome dairy dude you'll ever hear. Ever. Yay. For us. <laughs> it's way too late. God, uh, lame. Let's sign off again. Um, more enthusiasm, guys. Uh, this is Brad supporting Dasani Water. And Adam sitting down, staring at his empty bottle of Bohemia with the Mayan soldier on it. Oh, sorry. I was just enjoying my G2 by Gatorade. This is Ryan. <laughs> Have a nice night. <laughs>